They used to be rock stars. They used to be cool. They used to stride the earth as gods among men. Now, they host a podcast. This, this is, is Rock and Roll, Roll Refugees. Welcome to Rock and Roll Refugees Podcast. I'm John. And I am Jason. And uh, this is a spinal tap of podcasts, right? It is indeed. Music. But you know what? I was thinking it's the this podcast is like the difference between a uh, like a high school party as portrayed in a movie versus <laughs> what the reality of that high school party is. <laughs> oh, so you mean there's more kids barfing in your mom's linen closet and the house is actually on fire and you're not going to get it cleaned up well, before mom and dad come home? I was thinking, yeah, with that, or I was thinking it's actually like, you know, three dudes from your homeroom with a six-pack of Bud Light and a bottle oh, of NyQuil. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. But it wouldn't be Bud Light. It would have to be like Black Label or Stroh's or something. Yeah, something either really way, quality. just like shit, like a few cans of shitty Dude, beer. Dude, would, would your, would your and, homeless guy in your town, would he buy you good beer? Because ours would only buy us like fucking Black Label and Blatt's. I, I, think, cre- I think all the beer that, that we drank was just stolen from our parents. <laughs> 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 the first dude, the first time I ever drank beer with my friends, we were at this neighborhood party and it was like this, you know, this family that like every year they would do this big deck party. They had like this, you know, this house on, on the lake mm-hmm. and, and like um, all the parents would go there and just get like completely loaded. And like the kids were oblivious to like what was going on because the kids were pretty much left alone. Sure. Yeah. But well, the parents yeah, so were you guys were like in the house loaded. mixing like bleach and other household chemicals into <laughs> explosives. So, and, you know. so I was probably, I was probably like, I got to say around 12 and like my, these two, two friends of mine and I, we hatched this plan to like walk down to the beer keg and pretend like we're getting beer for our dads. <laughs> like go to the beer keg and like look back. Oh, okay. I'll get you one dad. <laughs> How'd that work out? You got beer? No one, no one even blinked an eye, dude. <laughs> no one blinked an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the quality parenting of the eighties. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, now they throw everybody at the party in jail. <laughs> right. Uh, so, it's been a it's been a while since we've done this. It is. Um, why has it been a while since we've done this? The, I mean, life gets. I, I've I've been busy. You know, you've been busy. We've both been busy with life. It takes a while to kind of put this podcast together because we have to coordinate like our schedules and then the schedules of whoever's going to be on the show, and then we also have to find bands who are willing to share like embarrassing stories. Which the problem is a lot of them. They have some good stories, but the ba- it seems like a lot of the bands that are still, you know, playing out regularly are a little more hesitant to tell some of the stories. I me. agree. I agree. I think, um, like, I mean, definitely, like, the our friends who have kind of been through it and kind of... And are now know. parts of nuclear families with daytime jobs. Yeah, and that... They, they love just telling like, stories. I mean, I, it's, it's the... I think it's that, like... I feel like when you're in a band, or I guess it's probably like this for any sort of entertainment, you're always trying to kind of put your like your best foot forward. Oh, sure. It's you all like about what this, image you're presenting to yeah. other and people it, in the industry. Right. And at this point, none of us really care. Right. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> we're just. <laughs> you would need the Hubble telescope to find the fucks we give about what people think of us. Speaking of which, <laughs> so um, all right. So like, I have weird hair, right? You do, <laughs> and like the. Uh, it's actually gotten organically weirder. I know, and like I haven't had a haircut in a while either. But like, so the origins of my weird hair was basically like. You know, when we were in a band together, it's like, okay, how do you make yourself look like, yeah, you know, it's like that. How do you make yourself look larger than life on stage and like, like way more, you know, out of control than like average Joe? Sure. Right. And for us, it was a almost like glam punk rock look before that was a really cool thing to do. Right. Right. And I'd say and like. Bands we were, well, Conversely, the bands we were playing with, a lot of them would show up in ripped jeans and flannels yeah. because mid-90s. Right. And we would show up all shiny and very yep. different. So, um, I mean, I think, like, for me, w- like, where where kind of the origins of, like, my weird hair started <laughs> was, Was that like, one time a bald eagle landed on your head and made a nest? <laughs> no, so in I, all I, honesty. I gotta say. I in mean, all honesty, know. it was like... Like, okay, so what did young Bob Dylan look like? You know, what did, like, there was, a, like, a younger Paul Westerberg with weird, crazy hair, you know? Sure. That, that was, like, kind of the origins. But, like, over time, <laughs> now it's, like, more like Phil Spector. <laughs> I, you said it, I didn't. Um, I was actually thinking a little bit of Don King. Um, <laughs> right. Just without all the white right. yet. But, well, so... Um, <laughs> My wife, my wife the other night, she was like, you have mad scientist hair. No, <laughs> dude, you have Rick Sanchez hair. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. So um, I was, I said, yeah, I do. I I've, I've totally have Rick Sanchez hair, right? And um, Just you know, for the record, funny, I am not your Morty, okay? <laughs> I'm a different Rick. <laughs> yeah. So what's funny, though, is is that's, I mean, that's not the first crazy scientist I've been compared to. Prior to that. Not the first animated crazy scientist. One time my sister, a few years ago, she was like, you look like that scientist from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And you may have not <laughs> seen that movie because you don't have I, kids. I, I have actually seen more of those movies than you might think. <laughs> so, but so then I, I was I, thinking I, Doc Brown, but... Um, well, yeah, that too, yeah. that too. Um, so I told my wife, I, I said, um, I'm going to be Rick Sanchez for Halloween. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, because I, I mean, I already have the hair, right? Okay, new plan. You be that. I'm going to get a blue bodysuit and be a Meeseeks. <laughs> cool. So, <laughs> but then, so I was thinking about it, and so she's all on board. She's, she loves the idea of me being Rick Sanchez for Halloween, but then I was, I was thinking more. I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to be Rick Sanchez. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll start with just, I'll put on a, I'll, I'll put on a lab coat. One day, and that'll okay. just like be. Just do me of, a favor when you get to the portal gun, please <laughs> let me know so I can move to the exact opposite side of the world so that when you create a singularity, I've got some warning. Okay? I'll just start being a complete a hole and being <laughs> drunk all the time. No, that's my that's my gig. You can't be a complete a hole and be drunk all the time. That's my gig. You don't have the hair, my friend. I have the Rick Sanchez hair. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think that's not fair, but okay. You've always been, I've always been the bass player, so I guess you do whatever you want there, uh, Dr. Rick. Um, so, all right, are we done talking about my hair? Should we talk more about music? Your hair is a life of its own. We can probably go on at great lengths about your hair. That's part of, like, the students that I work with. That's, I mean, that's part of the thing that they're just enamored with, like... 
he's just really weird, old, but dude. he's got this weird he hair. Out of control, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, um, last so uh, last weekend we had um, we had a, a band rehearsal for the kids. At yeah, because your school. your music school, you're into like getting towards the end of band rehearsals and actually putting them on stage, right? Well, yeah, I mean, we do it on on a regular basis, but um, yeah. So we had this I had this band rehearsal last weekend with the the kids, and they're all like about 12 or sorry 10 about 10 to 12 years old these okay. kids that I was working with and this particular group these are kind of beginners so what we do is um well I'll spare you the details but we, we you know th- there were six guitar players in this band <laughs> in this band rehearsal six guitar players one drummer is that Ario Speedwagon that had like 40 guitar players <laughs> I don't know I don't know it it, it was kind of like one of those like you know when there's like some big concert and that like all the the great musicians get up on stage oh, like, for yeah, a huge at the, jam at the end for the big uh, yeah finale. or like yeah. rock and roll hall of fame style jam sure. right and that's kind of like I got thinking about that afterwards because um, like those all seem pretty well organized when you see those for the most part I mean like everyone jams on the same song. Well, they're all playing the right? same song. They're all roughly at the same key and playing at the same time. Yeah, they they so. take turns taking solos. There's no like like surprisingly, all these big name musicians put their egos aside and get and, on stage. And there's together something and, organized yeah. and, and cool and organic about it, as opposed to like I'm the lead guitar player. I'm going to play over all of you right. or whatever. Right. Um, that's not what happened with these six guitar players <laughs> in this in this rehearsal. It was. I mean, like during the songs that they were rehearsing, it was fine because everyone had to focus on their parts and sure. had to do. But as soon as the song stopped, it, like each kid started playing like a different song all at once, <laughs> <laughs> and it was total chaos. It was like a it was like a Dave Matthews show <laughs> where like all of a sudden everyone's just ah, let's all just play something. Or as Hayes used to say, one two three, everybody busy. busy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Um, so you're saying they didn't really have the discipline to wait patiently between songs for everybody to um, start up again? No. Those 10-year-old kids have have egos to match <laughs> any, you know, big rock star. So what you're business. saying is between songs, it sounded like one of those experimental rock orchestra things from like the 70s that they do, and but not good or even less good. horrible. Even yeah. when I told them, like, you guys... You guys sound awful right now, you know? I didn't pull punches. I was like, you guys sound... I just told them they sound bad, you know? (laughs) Don't do this on stage. If you do this on stage, people are going to laugh at you. People are going to be like, ugh, they suck, you know? And and they're going to, you know, completely ignore how they play the actual song, but because of how much they suck between songs. Right. But you're also... Like, they didn't care. You know yeah. what? <clears throat> I like, was going to say, like, guitar player one, number one wanted to play, like, whatever that rush riff was that he just learned. Guitar player number two wanted to, like, solo in a minor pentatonic scale forever. <laughs> like, guitar player number three wanted to play some Green Day song all at once or whatever they were doing. <laughs> it was awful. I think I want to see this show when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, should we talk about who our guests are this episode? We probably should. Um, they were cool. Dead and Five. Dead and Five were our guests. Uh, dirty Rock and Roll from Detroit, right? That would be a apt description, yes. Um, they had some stories that were pretty funny. Like, 
the time they played a naked, but naked biker fest. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm ever going to get that story out of my head, truthfully. <laughs> that actually, that's I, I would have to do some serious mental filing to figure out exactly where it is, but it is, um, it's pretty high up in my hierarchy of, holy crap, why would you do this to yourself? So. See, here's, I, I think that... I think they did that to themselves because because they were getting group, paid and they well yeah obviously but this is a group of musicians who know like why they should do this stuff they yeah. know they're gonna do this for the story absolutely you know like a naked biker fest they were like yes sign us up and not only that I think they said uh, that they played it like they played. Twice. More than one year. Yeah. yeah. So like they keep doing this this naked biker fest and Dead and Five keeps going back. <laughs> you know what? After you've done it once, I mean it's like you, you literally can't unsee it the first time. So right. if you can go have some fun and bring back more stories and make some money off it, why would you not go back and do it again? You, the right. horse is already out of the barn. The barn's burned down. Mm-hmm. The horse is now naked right in front of you. Just go for it. Yeah. Um they told a story about playing a chili fest in a Walmart parking lot that ran out of chili. <laughs> that um, that's <laughs> so one essentially of those, they were just playing a Walmart parking yeah, lot. That's one of those like um, that's more of a the promoter hosed us so bad we're still wet and it's been two years kind of thing. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Um, my favorite though was uh, other than the Naked Biker Fest, which I'll never unhear was actually it turns out that uh, our friend Andy Paddlin is not the only one. That's had it rough in Wisconsin. Oh, right. You're talking about like his story that he told about the cat that stowed yes, away. In, the, the cat in they the, smuggled uh, across gear, state lines. Yeah, in the monitor. <laughs> and, the very yeah. deaf, angry cat. Yeah, all the way to Wisconsin. Yeah, Dead and Five, their, their, their trips to Wisconsin are really just to go to the cheese house is what we found Because out. they have found meaning on their way to Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's jump into the stuff we recorded with Dead and Five. Our guests are Dead in Five, Detroit rock band, and we've got James here. James? Yes. Rob? Yes, And Dana. Um, So uh, we mentioned, I mean, kind of before you guys got on mic, um, one of the things we were talking about is how with this show, we've noticed that, um, you know, we've had a lot of our, our friends come on who are kind of you know, a little bit more veteran musicians and have been kind of playing in the Detroit music scene for a while. And they're more willing to share stories than the younger bands are. The younger bands seem kind of kind of hesitant. It's like they're scared to uh, yeah. they're, they're, share. They're, they're, they're scared. Yeah, they're embarrassed. Yeah. Well, in most of it, like, the best stuff happened when you were young. Like, oh, yeah. when you were just starting out. That's when the really horrible stuff happened, and yeah. that's what we like to hear, and right. they won't do it. Right. They got right. shame in their game. Well... <laughs> That's the peanut butter jelly days back. That's what I like to call them. The the peanut butter jelly days, <laughs> um, when you're, I would I actually started like uh, I'm gonna date myself here. Uh, 1986 September 7th was my first show, uh-huh. at, and the Troubadour in in Los Angeles, and uh, it was a hair days. Uh, there are a lot of bands out there touring around, and everybody you know bologna and bread or peanut butter and bread in a hot smoldering van trying to get into. Uh-huh where you need to be. And uh, if you made it, you did, and it was a good thing. And if you didn't, then uh, you just go on to the next one. But yeah, you can't be scared of uh, what you were because, well, we still have debacles too. So 
30 years down every, the line. Yeah, every gig is an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it never stops it's, completely, uh, no matter who you are. It's all spinal tap. <laughs> it just it's is. totally spinal tap. Well, so on that, I mean, why don't we talk a little bit about, about bands? Now, um, Dead and Five, the band that all of you are in now, it's kind of like, I mean, I would describe it as, it's kind of just like a straight up heavy, dirty rock band. Yeah, heavy on the dirt. <laughs> heavy, <laughs> heavy on the dirty. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about, uh, I mean, what about previous bands? Um, I mean, Jason and I, Dan, I don't know if you remember this, but we played one of our first shows when we were in I Hate Mars with oh, the yeah. Motor Dolls. I remember that band. Yeah, oh, and, you guys, and we, I knew you looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you've been in the Motor Dolls, yeah. and I know Vertical you Pillows. I'm, I've been playing in bands since I was 15, illegally. Yeah. And my fake ID, playing at Paychecks, and um Well, that's what was St. great Andrews about Hall. Paychecks and Studio Lounge back in the day. They looked but they didn't yeah really look yeah right no right. i i cut my teeth i basically it was my rock and roll high school you know playing illegally yeah. in clubs right right and it was great absolutely <laughs> so uh james what about you other bands yeah i mean i've been playing not i've been playing probably since around 1990 uh the metro detroit area the old ritz on Gratiot and rob oh yeah man um well, like I just mentioned, I I've uh, I started my music career back in '86 in Los Angeles. I didn't like the whole glam scene and the the hair metal shit, so I went into speed metal and thrash. I had some really, really, really good times in my band, Death Toll and Stark Raving Mad. Um, we've done a bunch of shows with Scatterbrain and and Infectious Screws, Body Count, and Pantera, just a bunch of really cool stuff. But we also just annihilated the Southern California scene as much as we could. I moved over here and took a few years off. I seemingly got off back into music in 2007. I was in a band here in Detroit called Mansfield Park and with Kenny Hill and Polly Cobb. And uh, seemingly that's where I met James and Dana, where all this, um, me and James done a handful of shows with Mansfield Park and, and yeah, Mount Road Engine. Band, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Current band. It was a oh. perfect mix. It all fell into, you know, me and James and Dana were actually going to have a side project, and then everything kind of fell into pieces, into place, and, uh, well, here we are, Dead and Five. Well, so, came, came on that, you know, I, I kind of looked at, at, you know, some of your upcoming shows, and I saw you guys are playing, with like, L.A. Guns reunion, yeah. and you're doing, like, uh, Queensryche or Jeff, Jeff yeah. Tate, Jeff Tate yeah. show, Jeff like, Tate to be next second weekend show. or something next like Friday, that. Yeah, next Friday, um, so, uh, I mean, like some of our best stories, I mean, we've, we've mentioned one of them on the show before, like when we dented Creed's van, you know, it's, it's always like those, <laughs> it's always those big, big name band stories that seem to be like the ones that kind of result in, in yeah. like the humorous stories. Yeah. So it sounds like Den 5 has kind of had that opportunity to kind of, you know, play with, with a lot of those bands. Can you guys speak on that? Yeah, I mean, we've played with some, we played with Anthrax, which God was smashed. epic. Last, and um, last September. Hell yeah, yeah who we love. Hell yeah. Definitely. We played with uh, Hell yeah. We got Wasn't yelled. there something about merch with the Anthrax show? Was that what John was telling Wait, me? Something about, yeah, I thought you, you Dan, yeah. I thought you messaged me something about a $40 t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had to, so when we played with Anthrax last year in Traverse City, it was great because it was the one show that Slayer, you know, Anthrax was on tour with Slayer and Death Angel. Slayer couldn't do the show. Who yeah. do they call? Dead in Five. <laughs> nice. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. You get so, to fill in for Yeah, we're, we're filling in for this little band you might have heard yeah. of called Slayer. <laughs> but uh, the only, it was a great show. Everybody was wonderful. But um, 
you know, we we they have those sometimes sometimes they have rules and venues that you have to sell your merch on par par with the headliner. And Anthrax's merch dude was like, you got to sell your shirts for $40, what we're selling our T-shirts for. You know, we did sell it. We sold one $40 T-shirt. <laughs> but, I mean, but it was ridiculous. So yeah, I just you, looked we, at the guy. I'm like, our seriously? Our shirts are not $40 T-shirts. Yeah. They're, they're $15 T-shirts. Yeah. You know, so, I grew up on Anthrax. But we sold one. We're like, like you want to buy one, we'll give you this and yeah. a necklace and a, a koozie. <laughs> How would that be? If you want to spend $40. But... Uh, it was still great. It was a great show. Um, the Anthrax crew was and Dead Death Angel crew was amazing. We had we've had the opportunity to play with a lot of really cool um, John Five from uh, Rob Zombie. And, yeah, that was and, awesome. Um, Marilyn Manson. We've done a, a bunch of shows with uh, a couple shows with them, and we played with Gilby, Gilby Clark. Prong. Prong. Yeah, Prong. we did, a bunch of shows. We we did four shows. Four show run four with show Prong, run Prong with them last, last summer. summer. That was awesome. Yeah, that actually makes me happy to know they're touring. Like, they were one of the bands I was way too young to see when they were yeah. touring originally and couldn't get into the show. If you ever get an opportunity to see them, yeah. see them because yeah, they yeah. are yeah. killer. They are like, one of the most tightest. Yeah, they're just acts badass. Like, they, they're, more, they're more than snap your finger, snap your neck. Oh, yeah. Like, they're uh, they're back to differ. <laughs> yeah. To me, they're back to differ. That, wrong anyway, I had so. three copies of that cassette when it came out. We've had some uh, debacles with. Godsmack and Five Finger Death Punch. We we play this place with Godsmack. Uh, the the rave. This was also in Milwaukee. All our pouring. I have a list of our Spinal Tap shows. I didn't put that on there, but that was in Milwaukee too. In Milwaukee at the <laughs> rave. Let's, yeah, let's let's hear. It. I want to hear because I I'm not a fan of that band. I'm not. Well, a fan I am of not either. And I want to hear why. I, you're I not am a fan. not either. I I uh, it was. I like them. Or Five Finger Death Punch. Which, <laughs> I like both of them. With, I hate that they wear jerseys, but I like them. Well, but it's anyway. really tough for me to play with those bands, but the opportunity to play in front of that many people. Sure. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing, right? You never, you're never going to turn down a show with you know, a bigger name band like that because it's the chance to play in front of more people, yeah. you know, regardless of how you feel about the band. Yeah. And I think that sort of perpetuates that, like, that like uh, that punk rock vibe, like oh, fuck these guys, you yeah. know. Well, we're gonna we have the the uh, attitude that we're gonna go in there and eat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of how we we go into every every show with just that vigor. But the Godsmack show, <laughs> so we get there and we're thinking, yeah, we're gonna be support on the big stage, two thousand people. We end up in a the second floor lobby where everybody's waiting to get into the fucking show <laughs> on a fucking stage that's as big as like an eight by eight stage. Yeah. I mean, there was 700 people up there watching us, but when they opened the door, <laughs> we're like, seriously, we just drove four and a half hours. Well, at least we got to go to the cheese castle. How's that? Oh, yeah, the Mars. Have you guys ever stopped the Mars, Mars cheese, cheese castle? castle? No. no. On your no. way to Milwaukee from Chicago. It's on the it, west side of whatever. That main highway. That is. main highway is. I think it's right before Racine, where we done the, the yeah, prong the, show. And so stuff. what does that say about Milwaukee? If the highlight is that you get to stop at the cheese castle. Well, oh, and you have to stop well, and get you have to stop and get your beer before nine o'clock, or you're fucked. <laughs> oh, you know, I lived in I lived in Wisconsin for three years, and the first time I went to the the store to get beer on a Friday night at like nine o five, and they had like. I, they weren't hockey sticks, but they may as well have been hockey sticks across the like the coolers. I was like, yeah. "What the hell? Why can't <laughs> yeah, yeah. I buy beer?" Yeah, you cannot buy beer at the store so after bizarre. nine. Yeah, yeah the yeah, cheese castle. So you pull up and it looks like a big cinder block castle, and they have a giant orange. 
Oh, <laughs> spinal tap moments. Cell phone ringing during the interview. Um, giant orange mouse you know that you can get your picture taken and just every kind of cheese habanero mango jalapeno cheese curds and uh we pulled in to get our cheese fix you know right. you gotta get your cheese fix <laughs> and the lady's like what band are you in and i'm like dead in five she's like well you just i'm not she didn't have a southern accent but the story sounds better <laughs> if she has a southern accent i know it's it's wisconsin there's no yeah, explanation oh, i know, I know the wisconsin accent <laughs> i, I don't know if i can it? say it <laughs> but but she's like Dave Grohl was just here, you know, so he just stopped <laughs> with his giant fucking tour bus and he had to pick up some cheese. Probably. So, yeah, touring bands, if you, you know, you got to get your cheese. You got to get, get your cheese on. Yeah, that's <laughs> the place. And it's some damn fine cheese. Cheese and, yeah. uh, and craft beer. Is oh, and So, no, that wasn't, uh, it was when we were playing with Godsmack, I believe, um, 
uh, me and uh, my drummer then his his date his girl his flavor of choice at that time uh, and my wife Linda Gwen Libris uh, we decided to share a room which is something I never do hey, come on man I got this great room so we walk into this room and literally the floor was like like you could hear I'm like, damn, what the fuck, dude? I go, he goes, well, man, I, it, it had four stars. And I'm like, four stars in my ass. So we go to the show and everybody's drunk. We come back, we shower up, we clean up. Everybody's getting drunk and and uh, we were partying. We went to found this local bar, a nice little local bar. We had a great time. We get back to the room and everybody falls asleep and shit acting crazy. His eyeballs are bulging out of his head. But by the time everybody fell asleep, I wake up and five in the morning to get a drink of water or beer or pee or something and next thing you know the his girlfriend's sleeping on the floor i step on her i step on her glasses and break them she can't see anything without her glasses i freaked out i'm like oh my god i i tried to straighten them up and i set them by her like nothing happened and uh i'm like she wakes up hey and i go what are you doing she goes and peed on me and i'm like what <laughs> I, and she she said that motherfucker peed on me. I fucking socked him in the mouth and jumped on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So I said, I said I'm going to go buy you a Gatorade. <laughs> so I went and found a 7-Eleven, bought everybody Gatorade, came back and said, get, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go have an omelet somewhere. <laughs> and in the meantime, she's like, who the fuck stepped on my glasses? And I'm like, it must have been shit. You must have got up. I'm, I'm not really sure. But that's that story. Oh, Jesus. I got to know about, uh, Dana, you had messaged me about like some naked biker festival. Yeah. That uh, that's another great, that's yeah. another great one. Yeah, we actually love playing that. We've played that, is it two times or three times? Um, it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's where ICP did their annual um, oh, What's the, the Thing in the Woods, Lowe. Gathering yeah. of the yeah. Tribes. Cave in Rock, Illinois. So no, this place, God-forsaken, isolated, like yeah. Sound of Banjos, Deliverance, nine You're hours just driving into for the hours woods. and hours, and then you come upon this clearing of just thousands of bikers like you're driving it's on the middle of nowhere there's just nothing but woods and grass and forest and, and then, then all of a sudden and there's then all of a sudden there's this like biker naked city bikers. <laughs> yeah. yeah well we didn't understand that i had researched the festival online and of course pitched us to play and you know they said world's wildest biker fest i'm thinking you know yeah probably some wet t-shirts and some boobs and you know it's all good usual we, bikers we right. pull up and i've never we, seen so many swinging balls yeah we are we pull up and we are greeted by a six foot tall hairy male naked biker in biker boots <laughs> and a leather vest completely wait naked so he still had his colors and his boots besides the chaps yeah. and the boots oh balls, my gosh 10 inch fucking Shit but, going on, and, <laughs> and then all sorts of debauchery going. On. I mean, there's people having sex in, right in front of you. Full bone, like chick on motorcycles on a, <laughs> a uh, three wheeler with like five guys around her doing all sorts. And then this one, a couple chicks in these cages, and they, who knows how long they were in there. There was like six feet tall of dollar bills in there, and <laughs> they were stuffing, reaching in, and and doing all sorts of unmentionable things. It, we and we were that was our our first time and we were like what in the fuck are we doing <laughs> we, our set wasn't even until 1 30 in the morning and we oh had my gosh oh yeah. my gosh and you got there when 
We got there late the first at like, night. At like twelve thirty. Okay. We got there All late right. cause the first we, night we got it, there. It like just took forever to get there. <laughs> yeah. It's and like luckily we knew our set was late. From here. And then, uh, but it was great. We had a blast, and we made a lot of new fans. Drink a lot of moonshine. <laughs> Saw a lot of nakedness. <laughs> we we of debated of playing naked the next day. We're like, maybe we should play naked, but then we decided. <laughs> I never even thought it. about that. I never <laughs> even thought about like, okay, so if you're playing like this naked festival. Yeah, if you're at a, like at a clothing optional yeah. festival, yeah. do you, I mean... Did other bands, I mean... No, they no. didn't, but we had some of our fans, and actually uh, Rob's lo- uh, wife, she, she popped her top and had done had five, done stickers, five stickers, stickers all over her. She looked pretty hot. And and like, and I was like, yeah, have at it. Let <laughs> it time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, but it was awesome. I would stage, go back in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's one show fun. that if we, you can't, we get You can't make that stuff up. Right. You can't. You can't pay for that kind of entertainment. There's like 10,000 people there. It's crazy. And these are all bikers who, and there's like all these huge, <coughs> really expensive motorhomes and trailers and this and that. So, you know, these are some, I mean, some are hardcore bikers and some are weekend warriors. Um, that, uh, yeah, just out they let there. It, they let their freak be, fly in the woods. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, so this week when I've got a doctor's appointment on Thursday, when I go see my doctor, who I know is one of those, you know, RV toting bikers. Yeah, I got to look at that dude and wonder. <laughs> yeah, wonder. <laughs> Ask him if he's been to the Hog Rock Fest. He Hog might Rock. have. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the, all the like, all the I'm secret respectable. Yeah. Right, all the secret respectable people in society. Who <laughs> 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 one weekend a year <laughs> they're getting naked in the woods. You have no idea. Right. <laughs> That's that is. Hey, like, at least they're not at the Juggalo Festival. They might be. True story. That's that, it's that, that's this kind of story that like, I mean, like, why aren't these younger bands that we're talking to telling those stories? You know, they this still, that stuff still happens. How long ago was that festival? Well, we were just there last, last year, year. <laughs> last June. Yeah, we we we've, we we've, went a year and then we skipped a year and then they invited us back last, last year, year and we'll probably we'll probably go next year yeah. too. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. Man, they're yeah, they're um, awesome. The I mean, it's a great time. It's just it was just, everybody's just yeah, it's not like they're a <laughs> bunch of mean people. They're like, everybody's awesome. super oh, sure. cool. Oh, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. It's just so, unexpected. Like it's just to see thousands of naked bikers, <laughs> men, you know, and women. But the men, I think, is more shocking because they the wear their biker. Real, yeah. They wear their biker boots and their vests. <laughs> you know, well, they're So basically, out. the sausage festival in Madison wasn't. <laughs> Actually, the sausage <laughs> right. festival. In Cave and Rock, Illinois. Right, right. Yeah. Hog Rock was yes. the sauce. They yeah. made some sausage out of those pigs in Hog Rock. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's not like they're a lot of bunch of attractive people either. Like right. some of that stuff you can't unsee. Yeah. I think yeah. that's with yeah. any naked situation. Sure. You know, exactly. we had an sure. old drummer that used to go to our being used to go to. There's a nude camp in northern Michigan called Turtle Lake. And they were trying to recruit him, and yeah, naked. They're playing putt putt golf naked. They're doing all kinds of things. tennis naked. You know, but it's everything not what naked. You think. But it's not. You know, it's not all these hottie patties right. naked. It's just real people like you and me. And well, it's you know, people who you don't so. want to see naked. It's it's not people who you'd like to see naked. It's it's all. Well, the you don't have a choice. Like, <laughs> it's just naked. I'm, I'm three hundred pounds. Diversity of I've the world. got a ten inch dick. I'm being naked. <laughs> <laughs> so. But God bless them, man. You know, if you got uh, the confidence. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, I, I think it's yeah, great. My tits hang down to my knees. I look like Scooby Doo, but I'm being naked. <laughs> yeah, they're happy. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, but I always worry, are you going to get mosquito bites on your bum? Oh, my you know? God. That's what yeah. my concern would yeah. be. Like, Poison ivy. Yeah. You know, ticks. in your nether regions, ticks. I, there's yeah. a, there are definitely places Anything you don't in want your ticks. nether region yeah. yeah. that is. Uh, yeah. Your orifices. Yeah. There's a lot of concerns. <laughs> there's that's a lot of stuff. Definitely one of them. It's like Naked mm. and Afraid, that TV show. <laughs> you know, it's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Sometimes. The things that the bands will do to. Uh, did you make new fans? At the we did. <laughs> oh, we actually did. Good. And we have people Good. that came out from the first year we did it specifically to, to come see, see us. us when we came out. Well, there back, you go. Then it was awesome. a successful yeah, yeah. show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. What other, I mean, what other stories are on your list? Or do you guys want to well, talk about Did you more? put the, the whole. Columbus chili cook off to Brocco. We get there, <laughs> we get to the Ohio's, chili cook off, yeah. and we're supposed to play. We like headline the show, and, and well, uh, can you just set it up first? This is a chili cook off in a parking lot, like a Walmart parking lot. Mm-hmm. Again, we booked this online, you know, through Facebook. Sounds on paper sounds great. It's a chili cook off. What could possibly go and on? And it's also another outdoor show. Yeah, yeah. in yeah. Ohio, Ohio, in, in Ohio, to Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Ohio is probably our second most like Spinal Tap state overall. <laughs> We've got so a something about yeah. Ohio. I think Ohio's, Ohio's a magnet for that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible yeah. things yeah. happen Joe's, to everybody in Ohio. Love Toledo Joe, but Ohio <laughs> is, so uh, I'll let Bob continue with the story, but I want you to Wait, no, realize you, you go ahead. there's all these van chili vendors and you go around with your little cup and you can taste their free chili, but we'd got there at like six o'clock. This chili had been sitting out there for hours. Our guitar player, Petter's like, Dana, I don't know if you want to taste all that chili. You know, it's been sitting out there for like six <laughs> hours. And uh, we go to play this little parking lot stage. And the all of a sudden, the chili vendors start. Like, they everybody all start starts packing up. Everybody up. starts packing up. <laughs> right, when we're everybody playing. Everybody starts pulling away and leaving. And we're like, where's the promoter? Come and you, you're, you're headlining, right? Yeah. You said? At that point, me and... We were the Terminator. We're ready to. Our guitar player's nicknamed the Terminator Petter <laughs> Segland. Yeah, we were supposed to go on at nine. We got there at six. There's packing up the chili at six o'clock, <laughs> and we're like, "Well, basically folding up the whole show. We're just going to be playing in a Walmart parking lot if there's no chili vendors at <laughs> right. the chili yeah. fest." And we come to talk. Could have done s- that at home. <laughs> Exactly. So we come to talk to the p- sound guy and the, and the lighting guy. There were no lights in the stage, and we weren't supposed to go on till till nine o'clock. They are packing up at six, and we're just like, "Screw Everybody, this, yeah. dude! We are not." So we that was about two and a half, three hour yeah. drive. Yeah. Well, absolutely. we stopped at the beach. We found a beach. What was off the Mommy River? We just were like, "We're going swimming. Screw this!" You know, <laughs> they're packing up the and fest. What, what city, city you say that was? Cincinnati or was that? It was Columbus. Oh, Columbus. Yeah. Columbus. Okay. It was a very poorly. Right. That was the last thing we ever did with that promoter. He was just a mess. Very poorly planned. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. without but without the promoters, without those promoters, then we don't have these stories. You know, like they yeah. and, and and one of the things we've kind of talked to. Um, our guests about is like it seems like half the time you do it for the story you know it's like, like speed dating right you know what I mean yeah <laughs> like before I met my husband I'm married to James Trunkle in the band <laughs> the drummer but uh we met on match.com but uh it was our second marriage for both all right this is a big segue about love and rock and roll that's all right but, set it up but you know I was dating on match.com and I actually did speed dating and uh 
Oh my God. Just horrendous, horrendous, just horrible, horrible people. But the stories were so incredible. And so I tell my single friends who are going out on dates and stuff, I'm like, just yeah, do it for the story. Yeah. If it's a terrible date. It's going to be the best story. And we will laugh about this for years. Exactly. Because our friend Toledo Joe, who's not in a mic, he went out with this woman who looked like Vince Neil from Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, straight up, just like, not Joe. like when Vince looked good. Joe. Like, and, uh, Oh my God, we still laugh about that date. That was so great. She was even wearing all white, like Vince Neil. Like, oh, it was so great. She had the blonde hair. Like, oh, it's awesome. So, Maybe yeah. It was Vince Neil. So, these bad gigs are like bad dates. And right. They're great Yeah, stories. I mean, half the reason to play like a naked a biker like fest, right? Dates, like a naked biker fest, not anyone's going to play that gig. You're going you're gonna to look at that and think, like, one, I got to see that, right? <laughs> yeah. Two, I can't imagine the stories that we're gonna get out of yeah. out of playing the Naked Biker Fest. Oh, you should right? see the videos, dude. It looks like um, the back of Iron Maiden's uh, Number of the Beast record, where they're all in debauchery and hell, fucking. <laughs> there's all these fucking naked people running around with fucking flames and fire. And I mean, there's campfires all over the place and barrels burning. You see chicks dancing in these cages and you see debauchery all over the place. We're up on stage and you got these hillbillies going, y'all want a shot? Oh yeah, they have the best moonshine. They're running around with like a whole like wheelbarrow full of all these different kinds of of uh, moonshine flavors of moonshine. So they're getting us all all worked up. Then we so have, it's kind of like the shot girls you see in a lot of bars, yeah, except it's naked the, hillbillies with the wheelbarrows. Improv, okay. the, Some great the, moonshine. The wet tush, t-shirt contest that goes on in between that band and us at at might I ask after midnight, like one thirty in the freaking morning. There's still three thousand people out in the fucking crowd. And more coming and going all seemingly all night long. I mean, it didn't, it, you'd think we're like, I'm like, are you fucking serious? We're going on one thirty. This is going to be a fucking bullshit debacle. We get there and I'm like, we're, they, we get in this gate and they take us in a gator and we're following them and we're going through this big, huge campground. We're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I'm like, man, this is going to be cool. We get up to this huge fucking stage. I mean, Huge, like huge stage, like a hundred foot catwalk out in yeah, front of it. Crazy. All these lights, and then out in the in the sea of Naked. of nakedness and, and <laughs> Naked debauchery <bikers>. going on, <laughs> and and I'm like, I like this. This is pretty cool. <laughs> there, and there's all sorts of these crazy, crazy women and dudes, just everything running around, just being nuts, and then. Of course, there's like an unlimited amount of beer and alcohol for the band. So we're like, okay, Dunfive can do this. And we'll be at the beach stage at 1.30 tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon to continue naked or not. Oh, so, so. there were more than there was more than one stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've done uh, okay. the main stage on Friday night. Right. And then we usually go back and do the beach stage, which is the entire naked. You got the eight by eight floating pontoons out there with naked with full. <laughs> Full, like just packed with like naked sunbathers. I gotta imagine you got a different kind of a different crowd in the day. in the yeah in the yeah. daytime versus like the nighttime. Like the night you're painting the picture, it's awesomely. It's like nighttime. There's all these people doing crazy stuff by campfire light yeah. and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. by bonfires and like devils and demons and it, shit well, all over is. the place. And then and then the beach. It's just like it seems like there'd be a completely different vibe. It's a total different scenario, but all the same. <laughs> One other thing I remember about the nighttime before the wet, crazy wet t-shirt contest, there was an ACDC tribute band that went on b just before us. And you couldn't, he, I couldn't even imagine he was 
playing, like trying to play bad. Like you've never heard just the worst. <laughs> oh yeah, the worst drummer worst ever. Tribute. No, the guitar player, like the main oh, ACDC. I think, like I it was so I did like about purposely, that. almost as if he was playing horribly on, on purpose. purpose. <laughs> like just like you're, where you're just like. What song is that again? Like, oh my! It but was how just can cringeworthy. you fuck up that Angus Young yeah. song? I mean, hey guys, you want to see something crazy? Watch me fuck up TNT. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I couldn't believe it. Right. I, just, I just couldn't believe it. We had a great show. We played with Jackal um, at St Andrews Hall. Now I'm not a huge Jackal fan, but the sure. show was basically sold out. St Andrews, and we're getting paid a buttload of money, and right. we're getting dress yeah. rooms the whole nine. This was just a few weeks ago. It was badass. And uh, we play, we play our set half hour to the minute. And they had this old, grizzled road manager guy that had been with them for 22 years. And he looks at me as soon as we're done. I played the last note. And he looks at me and he goes, hurry up. Get off. <laughs> I mean, really, dude? You got to be a dick. Yeah, I'm like, I don't you know? give a fuck who's ba- who you're yeah, representing, dude. Yeah, fuck you. Do you tr- yeah. Don't talk to her like that. You'll yeah. be smashed. Yeah, yeah, don't you have a chainsaw to put gasoline yeah. in? Yeah. Well, he had been he had been toting the chainsaw around like it was his like trophy during soundcheck. Like, oh, I got the chainsaw. It's like, really, dude, the thing looks all beat up. And go buy a why don't you go buy a new one at Menards or something, dude? That chainsaw has seen better days. But I mean, it's like, really, that's your glory. Nothing against them. It was just their crusty old, bitter, cynical road guy. You know, a lot of bands right. have that guy that's been with them for you know decades older bands and they've just seen it all and they're jaded and they're cranky motherfuckers well yeah. don't take it out on the support you know yeah and just I playing mean, devil's advocate think about how many shitty bands they have had to push off yeah. stage yeah. so that they're you yeah. know and that is true and i mean you get that with sound men old older sound men who don't give a fuck anymore because they have to deal with these knuckleheads yeah. bands playing their stages but i mean you know it's also sad like if, if you really are that jaded and cynical and bitter? You know, maybe it's time right, maybe for it's a time career to go change. Maybe you know, Be- or Walmart or something. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go sell shoes. Yeah, on, you know what I mean? Because it's no, it's no good for anybody. You know? No, at yeah. that point, you're not, you're not helping the band exactly. you're representing. Yeah. It's, I think that's else. that's kind of an interesting, interesting thing to sort of get over as a musician. Like, I don't go to a lot of shows anymore. Yeah. And because I feel like. Oftentimes, there's got to be like a really good reason for me to go see right. a band, just because I've seen i've hung out in bars for so long yeah. and seen so many bands and the, you know kind of like the you know the excitement isn't quite there anymore you know I like the, the magic shows. isn't the same and and um you know it's i guess i guess it, i guess it is just being jaded and like seeing Dude, a lot it's of hard to be a fan like yeah. Just, yeah, it's it gotta is. be. It's That's a, exactly right. It's gotta be something Being in a band, really it's hard to be a fan. Yeah. It's absolutely because we don't go see a ton of. Yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta be, be something, something really cool. Right. When you're in songwriting mode and stuff like that, I mean, everybody's like, "Oh man, you, you know." And I love the local scene, and I, I love. We got a lot I've of great talent. I've been in LA. I've been yeah. in Detroit. We have a great local scene here, but I don't like. I don't invite local musicians to our show i don't invite anybody to our show it's like if you it's up to us to to make our fan base and she she might have a different point of view on this but for me if you want to come see us and you see or you see us one time and if you like it then come back and see us Mm -hmm. tell your friends about it danny rob said that you might have a different take on it do you have a different take on it or um no i mean i get what he's saying like you know, I'm not going to invite Vinnie Dombrowski from Sponge to come see my band at, you know, Smalls. You know what I mean? Right. He's, I know the dude's busy. Yeah. Uh, granted, we always have to keep 
building our fan base. Like what you just said, especially being an older band, you know, our contemporaries are, are spending less time out at a venue. So you really have to work every show. Unless you know. you're Ken Conrad. <laughs> yeah, Ken, Ken Conrad Rex. Shout out to Ken Conrad. He's he, a big band fan. He and he's, he's our age. But, um, you know, you have to work at social media, email yeah. lists, posters, press releases. It's a lot of work to put on. Yeah. You know, when you're putting on your own show, let alone playing another show, you know, every show. You guys know, man. You're music, it's just a ton man. of work a to get work. people out. You're competing right. with YouTube and video games and, you know, people's propensity is to stay home. It's easier. You know? Well, the One last my, band we talked to actually got extraordinarily popular based off of a YouTube video. Right, that was the Native Howl. Yeah, their Um, their whole thing was... One of my favorite quotes is is from Colin from the band Watershed in Columbus, and and he says that everyone loves you when you're in a band until a certain age. Then after a certain age, everyone hates you when you're a band. And I think that's (laughs) so true, you know? It's It's very much like... It's so much easier to get people to come to shows when you're in your 20s, yeah. but then it, it's almost like, you know, the clock hits 30 and forget it. People don't want to come see yeah. you, and see you 40, play. 30s and even early 40s. And then I think people sort of hit this thing, whether it's a midlife crisis or something, when they get in their later 40s and they actually want to start going out again. And, and yeah. their, their kids are grown and out of the house. So, like, couples are like, wow, we can actually go do shit. We have a lot of fans who are older uh-huh. we've got a handful of fans that are younger and stuff i mean uh, a lot of we got a lot of um i guess people you know you gotta get abroad yeah diversity, yeah. but yeah but uh, a fan, our fan base is our major fan base is probably from 35 to 50. i but think the irony is that you know as a musician you kind of like you really don't kind of hit that sweet spot where you feel like you've, you're mastering your craft until like, I mean, for me, I got to say it was probably late twenties, maybe early thirties where I felt like, all right, now I really like get this and everything's clicking and it's easier to, it's easier to be a musician and enjoy what I'm doing as opposed to like really trying really hard, you know, it, but you know, the way that the music industry is, like, well, if you're 30, you're too old now, you know? Well, that's the interesting thing, because prior to um, forming Dead in Five, we were in a band called 60 Second Crush. Um, myself, Petter, our old guitar player, Brent, and our old uh, drummer, Ryan Shimming. And when we broke up, you know, I thought, wow, that's it. I'm too old to really make any more music. You know, this is it. Then we we were like, what the hell? Let's do Dead in Five. We wrote one of the best songs I feel like we've ever within five minutes of jamming together. And here I am, you know, well over 40. I won't say my age, but no, I'm, I'm up there. But, um, you know, making the best music of my life. And what a big fucking surprise. Yeah. Right. You know, that and having uh, seemingly the best times of The our best lives. times exactly. of our lives and playing the best shows of our lives. Yeah. And technically on paper, this should... I should have been done, you know, if you just look at an age thing, (laughs) you know what I mean? Physically, you know, it gets hard. Your neck hurts from the head banging, you know, everything hurts. We we joke, everything hurts after the show, but you know, it's worth it. But what a surprise. So any older musicians from the other night, Yeah, we call it every show after every show. It's like, and the, the everything hurts tour continues. (laughs) Our show, what was that Friday night of the realm? Yeah. I'm, I'm, Absolutely still. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I woke up on the morning of my 40th birthday yeah. utterly baffled yeah. that I was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what fuck it. happened? <laughs> You're alive. That's something to celebrate. But yeah, I wait just, another 11 years. So that's what it kind of pisses me off about 
sort of rock and rolls, the music industries. There's a, a young band in town. I'm not going to say their name. They're super young, and they're doing really, really well, and they're kids, and they got this record deal and this management and this booking, and a lot of it is because they're enamored with this band's youth. Yeah, And to true. me, youth is really overrated because yeah. when it comes down to it, like songs, performance, you know, I feel like like our band is pretty badass, and a lot of it came with all the experience that we brought to it. Exactly. You know? And you can't, you just can't, it's just something that, that is earned and, and, you know, takes time. Right. Like, like fine wine, you know? Yeah, well, and so like once you get it, then people kind of don't care anymore. And that's the irony. That's yeah, the part that's that the sucks, frustration. You know? But like, that's the mantra that was repeated to us when we started, pay your dues, pay your dues, yeah. pay your dues, you know? And yeah. once you've paid them and you're really, really good at what you do and people are like, Oh, they're old. Yeah, they're <laughs> right, old. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like there's a bass player that I know you know. Yeah. And I know John knows, and I will not name names. Yeah. We're doing who, a little When he turned uh, 32, yeah. went and got himself a fake ID that said he was 26 because he was terrified <laughs> that he was going to jeopardize his band's ability to get signed. Oh my god. And he yeah. was so proud of that. I'm like, wow. But, I really yeah, feel yeah, bad. Just, like, you know, I don't but know, that's man. A, I don't know if um, you know Vinny from Sponge uh, ever told this story, but like. Um, I do PR for the band, so I, and we also play in crud. James and I okay. play in crud yeah. with him. So, but um, he did this project called Galore Galore um, with I think it was Marlon from Kid Rock, and it's a great great record. And they sent it to this big A and R guy. This was before all the record uh, before the big away. collapse. Yeah. yeah, it was just as very end of the era. And they sent it, and the guy was like, "I love this. Who are these guys?" They told him his name, and they're like fuck, those guys are too old. Fuck this. Get this out of my office. Like, it was such an ageist motherfucking yeah. business. Like, really, dude? Yeah, but before he knew who it was, oh, I love this. Who is this? Yeah. And then it turns out, you know, they might be pushing 40, not right. 20. It's yeah. no good anymore. Yeah, know? to me, that, yeah. Piss, that pisses me off. But yeah. that's why I think that, you know, the interwebs that's and the YouTubes. That's why we do our shit ourselves. Well, we can do yeah. it our way. You know yeah. what I mean? And now with yeah, the fall of the want. record labels, it's a totally different game. And you can do it all yourself. Well, it's yeah. like and the cool indie 80s stuff all over when it was, there were no labels supporting yeah. anything other than Kansas right. and Guns N' Roses and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that, you know? And yeah. I kind of feel like it's come full circle back to where it was when we started. Almost. But you can, you have a more direct, you know, then you, do, you know, Xerox your flyers and put them on car windows. You know, here you can reach thousands of people, you know, with a tweet, with a, you know, Facebook <coughs> post, an Instagram, media, right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube video. I mean, that is remarkable. You mm -hmm. can have communicate with fans in Italy and Germany and fuck, you want to go play Russia. there? We go got book fans it. in Russia. Greece. Sweet. We have fans nice. in Greece. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, that's pretty freaking cool. Would yeah. you guys play internationally? I mean, would you do? Like, yeah, we've, I've been absolutely. to Europe um, three times. Uh, or, yeah, no, twice. I'm trying. Maybe three times. Well, twice with 60 Second Crush. Okay. And once with Crud, we did a UK tour. And, you know, yeah, it was awesome. I would love to, love to bring Dead and Five over. And I know we could do it. I mean, it's so much easer to book shows then. Then you had, back then you had to call on, oh a, my like God. on a landline yeah. and try to fucking coordinate in Germany. What times is the booker in? What, <laughs> when is you know, he going to be there? Now what? it's a Facebook message away. I mean, you yeah. can do it. It's just getting the passports and the... You know the flights and all that. Basically, she's saying if Rob would get his shit. Well, yeah, we're waiting on Rob to get his fucking passport. <laughs> <laughs> I've been singing this song for a while, so. But yeah. So maybe, maybe a dead and five European tour. Oh, what, yeah. what country do you think you guys would like really? Amsterdam. 
Yeah, Amsterdam, Amsterdam Germany. Debauchery. Amsterdam. Yeah, the, That's like just, the land of debauchery, man. I was just talking about, I just That's saw perfect Prong just took a picture me. a couple of days ago. They played, where was it? In like Norway. I don't know. Helsinki Norway or, Denmark. or something. It was just like <laughs> a sea yeah. of faces and then the, the prong band like yeah. just taking a picture from the stage and it, it was just like thousands and thousands of people like i would just love to yeah get over there and yeah do a little i mean tour. rock music is not rock and metal is not dead big oh, well i don't think it's big here in the states no it's you know not. it's all the urban it's but it's definitely not dead no it's yeah. not dead right right yeah, so i know yeah, me but the if thing you go about to europe the, i think they're yeah, way Northern more europe. into their rock yeah. and metal yeah yeah. yeah yeah it's the mainstream all right. Well, so uh, any other I, any other stories or anything you guys want to talk about w- regarding the band or what you want to promote or anything? We've got a few shows coming up. Yeah. Um, right, Dan. I mean, can I do our concert calendar? You can Absolutely. do. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> you guys want to do. Yeah. I mean, I think it might be a week before this. Maybe a week. Maybe two before we actually get the episode out. But you know, say whatever. All right. Well, should I put the shows in August and not July? Yeah. Do August. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. I want to do that monster truck voice. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. August 6th, (laughs) Dead and Five with LA Guns Reunion featuring Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns at the Music Factory in Battle Creek. (laughs) Then we have... Monday, Monday, Monday. (laughs) Wait, not Monday. Give Give me Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. August 12th. Ohio, we're coming back for you. We're playing at the Empire Concert Wait, Club. Wait, what what's the date on that one? Saturday, Saturday. Day. Saturday, Saturday, August Can we get 12th. you here on that next Sunday to get the story? That <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure there will be that a story weekend, in Akron, We have Ohio. a surprise that we can't actually announce. We we're doing another show, but we cannot. But we can't announce it yet, okay. so... You possibly might want to have us back at the end of August <laughs> or, or Sunday to talk or, or early September yeah, to talk about this, this little run of, of shows we have because there's some pretty interesting things about to transpire, I think. I so, love it. Cool. Uh, Ooh, I'm intrigued. The suspense. But Sunday, August 12th, Empire Concert Club, Akron, Saturday. Ohio. I mean, Saturday. Not Fuck! Not Sunday. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> And then we're playing this crazy little festival in, have you ever heard of Ovid, Michigan? Ovid Stock. I know where Ovid is. Actually. Okay, is it near Grand Rapids? We're not sure where I it is. I believe we're it's playing in somebody in <laughs> Ovid's backyard. There's <laughs> an exit that's the Ovid Elsie exit okay. that I've driven by on the freeway. That's about as, and I think it's on that side of the state. Well, we're playing Ovid Stock. We're playing this Ovid dude's Stock. hosting Ovid a Stock? festival in his Ovid backyard, Stock. but he has a great lineup of bands. He does have He a has a us in this uh, really heart, popular, heart uh, yeah, Heartsick. They're really cool uh, yeah, metal, yeah. hard rock cool band. Hard rock. <laughs> they play all kinds of big festivals, and they're playing it with us in the back, the dude's backyard. It's open to the public. Ovid Stock. You can go on Facebook. Ovid Stock in Ovid, Michigan. You Friday, can hit up the Friday, August eighteenth. Uh, Friday, August eighteenth, in Ovid, Michigan. <laughs> and Gen more five alive. And then, uh, in no, this is shooting way down, but uh, November eleventh, Saturday, November eleventh. We are actually doing a Chris Cornell tribute slash benefit for oh, Common Ground suicide prevention. Um, and we're actually just finalizing sort of the lineup and stuff. But that'll be at the Token Lounge. Awesome. And, oh, uh, sweet. We're Token huge. Lounge, yeah, that's kind the of smoking. We're huge Sound gar- Garden Chris Cornell. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Audio Slave fans, and, and we were really just devastated by that his was a death. weird thing to wake up. To. Uh, I'm totally. also just a huge Chris Cornell fan. I, I I actually like his soul stuff better than I like any. I love I love all the bands. And you said that's in November. Yes, yeah, Saturday, November 11th at the Token okay. Lounge. We haven't announced it on on 
publicly yet. Um, we're still finalizing. Okay, so we have, like a, Lemmy, we have, we have the a, Lemmy show. It'll be that big. <laughs> we have tons of uh, you know l- musicians that want to get involved. Yeah. You know, and we're just sort of figuring out what the lineup's going to be. Cool. And um, and then the proceeds are going to benefit. I, we we haven't totally decided, but most likely Common Ground in Pontiac, and they okay. are suicide. Yeah. A local. We always want. Any, anytime we do a benefit, we want it to you benefit to be local. locally, yeah. mm-hmm. and they are a local suicide yeah. prevention yeah. group. Great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's probably going to wrap it up All then right. for uh, for this episode of Rock and Roll Refugees podcast. Uh, you want to if if bands want to come on our podcast and and if they're not afraid to tell their embarrassing stories, then uh, send us an email rnrrefugeespod at gmail dot com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter rnrrefugeespod is our Twitter handle, and our website is rnrrefugees.com. Uh, thanks to Dana. Yes. And Rob <laughs> yeah. and James, James for coming out on the uh, on the podcast today. Uh, I'm John. I'm Jason. And that's gonna do it. Stay away from the Holiday Inn in uh, Racine, Wisconsin. The floor is really sticky. <laughs> <laughs>